if you are a business that wants to do right that by by your people and the planet it shouldn't be a cost exercise I think well it's going to cost us x to do these things because it all will feed back into the business as an investment in my opinion if you get it right because we're talking about retention and and recruitment has been two of the biggest challenges for businesses always and two of the biggest costs for a business if by being a more sustainable business and having it communicated and it being clear helped you to recruit and retain staff if you'd run the maths on that i think most businesses would probably be quids in Hello and welcome to UmiCast, a podcast about business and entrepreneurship. At Umi, we make it easier for businesses to do more and go further by finding and packaging the best information, expertise and finance so you can make better business decisions more quickly. This conversation is with recruitment consultant and startup founder, John Blackburn. John is the Chief Vision Officer of Bristol-based recruitment agency Focaccio, and he's going to be talking to us about the company's video-first approach to recruitment, an approach which delivers better candidates in less time for Vocaccio's clients. To say a little bit about John, he's been working in the recruitment industry for around 10 years, helping businesses in a variety of sectors access the best talent. He's also a sustainable business advocate and believes in putting people and planet above profit as he explains to us in this conversation. John and I also talk about how the coronavirus pandemic provided the perfect opportunity for him to grow Vocaccio in a more sustainable uh, and future-facing way, how important it is for businesses to market themselves more effectively if they want to attract the right talent, and how video can make businesses more human and more relatable. We also discuss top tips and best practice to help business owners and HR managers that are thinking about uh, making some new hires to start out on the right track. So I hope you enjoy this one with video first recruitment expert, John Blackburn. Uh, well, thanks for doing this, John. Uh, really looking forward to speaking to you about uh, Vocaccio and you know what's been happening in the recruitment space recently. It, it's, it's been a, a pretty intense uh, period. Um, but I first came across uh, you guys when I saw your video, John, about you you talking about making that transition from being uh, a CEO to a chief vision officer. So just to kind of start this off, you know, do you want to just sort of talk us through your, your thought process there? <laughs> yeah, well... Um... I won't claim the origin of that idea. You know, it's, it's a Simon Sinek piece, which I'd, which I'd seen and then subsequently re- read about, but anyway, the, the business is still small. So I wasn't calling myself CEO, but I also didn't want to call myself CEO um, with a business like that. I'm not, a, I'm not a chief of executives. There are not um, the, the, the executives in the business, um, but the other job titles, that were available to me, if you like, I didn't didn't really resonate with me either. Managing director, I thought, kind of suggested that I was not didn't own the business and was managing that on behalf of somebody else. Um, founder feels felt to me anyway a little bit removed. Um, I suppose the piece that that Simon Sinek talks about in that is that you know the rest of the um, the seats around the top table is really clearly defined what they do. A chief marketing officer, CMO. 
they're in charge of marketing, a CFO, they're in charge of finance. But what does a CEO do? You know, it, I think it does give rise to a bit of ambiguity around what that person's responsibilities are. And when I heard um, Simon Sinek talking about CVO, the Chief Vision Officer, um, and what the associated de um, duties are for someone who is in charge of the vision, it really resonated with me. You know, someone who is the custodian of where you're trying to take the business, the how, the what, the why, you know, it's that for me felt like a full-time job. The yeah. business, the, you know, the business is small now, so I am doing many other full-time jobs, um, as you can imagine. But for me, it feels as though that's where I want to be. I want, I want my mm. job in this business to be, and I feel that the business, that every business needs it, if you ask me. Yeah. Someone who's, who's really focused on why we are doing things what way we are going to do those things, um, why we should do one thing and why we shouldn't do another thing. So, yeah, I, I felt a bit tongue in cheek putting, um, changing my um, my job title to CVO. But yeah, for me, it really feels like it, it gives more clarity to what I am responsible for. Yeah, yeah. I, I think having that person at the at the top of the business that's responsible for the vision and the strategy is is probably is probably what what a, what a chief executive like a CEO kind of thinks that they do as well. But I, I think, yeah, it, you know, it's important, I think, to pin those to pin those responsibilities down early doors and perhaps CEO when you are like a, still a, a, a relatively small business, you know, it, it perhaps isn't as isn't as yeah. clear as you'd like it to be and you maybe feel more comfortable with with CVO instead, you know, and I, I think that was quite an interesting thing. You mentioned, uh, about, for you, to do. Um, you mentioned about strategy and tactics and it's that... Um, culture eat strategy for breakfast and i really believe mm. in that um you know, martin luther's speech was i have a dream not a plan you know it's it's i think i know that it feels like a bit of a cop-out for for not being a natural planner but i believe that mm. with the way things are at the moment business needs more big picture thinking less focus yeah. on, less focus on share price yeah but, yeah know, an, i think that if an executive's pay is directly linked to what the, sh the share price is today or at the end of the year, what are they going to focus on? You know, does that give long-term, does that, you know, does that give rise to long-term thinking? If, you, if, yeah. you, if your pay is, is massively determined by what the share price is at the end of the year, you know, you're going to focus on whatever you can do to get that share price right because that's what you're being measured on. Yeah, yeah. No, I think... Uh, that's really interesting that the, the, how the culture of the organization, you know, should be sort of its driving force rather than those kind of like shareholder imperatives that you traditionally think about, um, you know, business, business owners being sort of primarily concerned with. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So in terms of Focaccio then, John, you know, what inspired you to set up this video first uh, recruitment business? Mm. So I suppose that there is a short answer and a long answer. Um, and the short answer is the pandemic, but the long answer, which I'll try and do a shortened version of, um, is that the, the, the idea for the business was planted a, a, a few years ago. Um, so I've had my own business since 2017, but that was very much just a one man's kind of self-employed recruitment consultancy, which I set up in 2017. Uh, but my best friend uh, is a is a fantastic artist, um, a really good creative. Um, and once I'd set up this this 
consultancy, self-employed consultancy. I was working kind of part-time, if I'm completely honest, and um, was enjoying that. It was easy. It was great. I had good clients. We'd wait for the phone to ring and we could make some placements. It was it was great. But I'd kind of started to have conversations with Roscoe, my friend, whether or not um, we should go into business together, being kind of like he's the creative. I know sort of sales and business to a degree. And thought we could we could make a bit of a, a go of creating something which we um, believed could be a force for good. So a, a sustainable art business, um, which would have been social media marketed um, and would donate a, pro, uh, a percentage of proceeds to charity. Um, using his fantastic art, he is. You know, I'm not. I'm not just biased on that. Everybody that sees his work is is blown away. Um, mm. the idea in premise was excellent. The problem we had was execution. Um, we were we were an absolute disaster working together. It was, you know, um, <laughs> if I knew some of the things I've learned over the last couple of years, um, and we'll come to that, that later, we might have stood a better chance. But we were just both ideas people. So, yeah, amazing, amazing, you know, uh, amazing ideas. No one's writing anything down. No one's getting anything done, and, and, and the process repeated. But. The idea really stuck with me and the, the kind of the, the premise of it really stuck with me. So I kind of came back to recruitment and I was mulling the idea over for, for a while thinking, you know, can we can you create a, a business in recruitment, which obviously has a bit of a bad reputation, which does focus on building a brand, you know, and that isn't reliant on you know, through social media that isn't reliant on cold business development activities. Can it be a force for good? Can it can there be? a model where we can donate money to charity um you know and and can it be a bit more modern can it be a bit more engaging and that was where kind of the video thing started to um gather a little bit of momentum so i suppose coming forward in time november 2019 i made my first hire when i was still um lloyd walsh consulting um, okay and that was obviously pre-pandemic so it started to started to go, grow the business, but with zero thought around what the brand was, the 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 offering. It was I'm busy. I need I needed some help, but I suppose the pandemic gave me the perfect opportunity because it it ripped the guts out of the business in Feb, March, um, 2020. Took a mortgage holiday, uh, furloughed uh, Alex who worked with me. Um, took a bounce back loan, deferred VAT, closed the business. Basically, it was um, I've never had that time to sit and think what I really wanted to do. I've never been forced to do it because I'm not naturally a, a planner. Um, so that's where the kind of it, it really gathered momentum in my in my head around what, what the business could be and how we could make recruitment have a, a more modern, more efficient, more sustainable um, uh, business model and a better offering to not just our candidates, but so not just the clients, but to candidates as well. So yeah. Um, that's where that's where the idea came from um yeah yeah i think there's a, there's a few things that are interesting there so obviously now you know kind of 18 19 20, however many months we've been going through this this pandemic <laughs> yeah. um doing recruitment over video seems like a really you know obvious obvious thing to do it's like yeah. you know it's it's probably the way that the traditional kind of recruiters have, have, have had to pivot is kind of where Vocaccio started in, in a way. And yeah, so is, is it very much, you know, when you have this idea to, to do it video first, um, I guess the, the pandemic probably like reinforced a lot of that. Yeah, in paved terms the way. Of, yeah. It yeah. paved the way. 
because that was one of the question marks that I had for a while when sort of toying with the idea of really going down a video recruitment process and we'll talk more I'm sure about the process later um but yeah everybody was on zoom you know yeah you, you, your mom your nan your gran your dog everybody um is, is was used to video and that was the kind of reservation I had before was like are people ready for it you know would um would people would want you, to engage in this way yeah would they be put would they be put off would they be too nervous um yeah and you know i think you touched on there saying that you know there's we aren't the only people uh, we aren't the only business using video at the moment obviously but i think our use of it kind of takes it a bit further and it's because we've set up using it um it's not an old dog new trick situation where we're putting it at the yeah. front and center of pretty much every part of our process yeah, no, I think that is a, a key differentiator where other businesses have kind of had to adopt this. It, you know, you guys, that's very much at the core of what the business is all about. Um, so in terms of the, the process then, John, so you're uh, appointed by uh, a company to, you know, help them uh, find some uh, talent for some roles that they, some vacancies that they, that they have available how do you how do you kind of work with them through that through that process yeah so i'm always cautious when we're talking about our process to not overcomplicate it because compared to what some of our competitors might do um it does seem a bit more complicated there is more to it um but i suppose the, you know if, if, if you're comparing that to someone sending somebody a spec and they send you back some cvs and you figure it out you know that's that seems like yeah. we're up against sometimes but if if we take the example that it's a new client and they're up they, they want to move pretty quickly um, and they're opting to do um uh video content in this for in this kind of format over zoom to start with because we, we can offer we do offer professional on-site uh, video content as well for for clients that want a, a more longer term project and, and, and more work okay but, yeah so what we would do the first thing with our our account manager would speak or one of our account managers would speak to the the customer really get to understand their business first and i mentioned account manager i think there's a um, a point worth making that we really believe that our customers should have one point of contact we cover lots of different types of roles for our customers um, we don't believe that there is as a need in the traditional sense to have one consultant for this one consultant for that because we think that our our process is about effectively marketing your customers mm. we want to draw draw the right talent to us so um we really believe that 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 account manager will truly understand your business we've got it to a point where we have customers now who their account manager has become a resource for them because they can ask yeah. them questions about their own business they know that much about them um so that customer that that account manager will really get to grips with what the business is about find out what makes them tick what what's exciting there what's what it is that you know the what's the vision what's the what's the the product what's the culture and by you know a lot of our customers are smes so they might not have the values the vision the mission statement all written up but once you start asking a few questions you feel you normally hit the nerve you, you hit the right chord and a, a customer will say what it's all about here is boom and, and that's the bit where we're trying to capture so not only figure out what the role is but what's the thing that's going to make um a candidate go oh wow richard this is this is this is yeah. the place for me i want to be there um and and usually you're talking to a business leader and you ask a question and they say this is why i care or this is why i love what i do or this is why we need this person you know um so we yeah. will 
have that ex sort of exploratory conversation, understand the role, understand the business. And then either join that call or a subsequent call, if someone's feeling confident or not, we'll, we'll record a short piece of content. You know, we're looking at three, five minutes. Tell us what the business do. Tell us why it matters. Tell us what you need in terms of a person and why. Tell us why it's exciting to join. So we help yeah. the, the, the client deliver that because sometimes it can seem nerve wracking, but we don't want, you know, a, a heavily produced show reel of content. This is a, a conversation. You know, so we can really put customers at ease to say, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Just talk to me. We can edit it a little bit in, in post um, and you can get as many takes as you want. Yeah. So with that piece of content, we then um, embed that into what we call a digital job description, which is a bit of a mouthful. I think we should probably change the name at some point, but um, <laughs> I like it. I like digital you, job description. I mean, it says it does what it says on the tin. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're then building something for a customer which doesn't take us very long um which you know you compare that to a pdf of a job description um to what we create which is a freestanding shareable web page which has the video content embedded in it um and we're able to design a template around it using the company assets so the company will send us some logos some imagery um, and we build something there that is shareable via text message via via linkedin via whatsapp via email to then take and drive into the talent basically so we'll we'll then build a search um using some you know we, we've got some fantastic subscriptions uh, you know being able to access the vast majority of talent in the uk you know um I'll bore you with the with, with the places but linkedin recruiter or the, the majority of the job boards and we advertise as well but our kind of our process is very much a one by one. You know, we're not a mass mass business. We make personalised approaches to candidates. So often a, mm. a video message saying, "Hi Richard, I've got this vacancy with this business," and we'll tell you what the business is, which a lot of our competitors, the vast majority of our competitors, don't. So we'll yeah. say we've got this business um, called Umi. UMI called Umi. 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 Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. You've got, got it. I've got, you've got, I've got it. this business, Umi, um, and. Uh, I'm, I'm, they're looking for content, a content manager. I've been having a look at your experience. It looks absolutely spot on. But if you click this link, it will take you through to a video conversation between myself and the business owner talking about the, the company. So what we believe, and the proof is in the pudding, that people want to click the button. You know, it's it's got your face on it. And then when you click yeah. that, there's another video here that's got two of the smiling people. Um, and even if you weren't you weren't looking you're more you're more likely to to look at it and maybe there's something in that conversation which gets your attention yeah um and what what we're finding is that it might not just be your attention um we are finding that our our candidates that we've approached are sharing that vacancy on our behalf some don't even tell us sometimes we've had we've placed people which we haven't approached and that's what we believe yeah. the value of that video piece is that someone goes that is the perfect role for my friend dave I'm going to yeah. send it over to them. Um, so that's the kind of client side. And then what we really believe in is kind of, as I said, don't want to complicate the process in is behavioral analysis as well. So we'll come to that in a minute. But what we would then do is is video interview the candidates that are interested. So they come to us and say, right, brilliant. Get, get, me, get me into that business. Um, so we do, um, you know, a, a proper conversation where we're finding out everything about that business, which is offline, if you like. But then we invite that person back to capture two, three, four minutes worth of video where we talk to them about 
what their thoughts are on that business and why they think they're suitable. Um, yeah. the, the bright people in the room might think, well, if the client can have some input to those questions that they see, wouldn't that save the client a load of time? And, and the answer is yes. You, yeah. you could say to yeah. us, okay, with, with this role, we'd really like to know what their experiences of X or how they would go about Y you know, um, but what we really want, it's, it's hosted video. So we're sat there with the account manager talking to the candidate first. We don't just send a link and say, answer this question, answer that question. We want to put their best foot forward. We want, we tell our clients that we do that. We want them to see a good version of this person who's relaxed, who's talking about something interesting rather than just say, oh, tell us your experience with X. Um, yeah. It seems to be a really like sort of people, uh, people centered uh, approach, John. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, <laughs> most businesses don't know. They say we, 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 we truly value our people, but yet the recruitment process doesn't reflect that. And, and mm. often, you know, the start of a business is recruitment. Um, you know, the candidate journey, uh, people are talking about that a lot. The, the employer brand starts in the hands of a recruitment company a lot of the time. You know, um, I think if you are entrusting a business to do that, you really should trust them because it's a huge responsibility. If you, you know, some of the complaints that candidates will have in the market is that not, you know, didn't get back to me. Um, I felt like I was just a number. Our process definitely gets rid of that. So it's, you know, it has the company's branding on it, it has the company's face on it, it has their personality on it. And we really take pride in making sure that the candidate is valued through that process so that even if they don't get the job, they can still say, I really enjoyed that process. And they become, you know, um, an advocate of that brand, even though they haven't got the job. Um, yeah. So, well, like you say, with with the example of um, you know candidates that you, or potential candidates that you've reached out to, and they've then forwarded on um, the information about the the vacancy to friends who might be suitable. I, I think, you know, John, given how tight the labour market is at the moment, and I'm, I know we're going to come on to that. It, you know, it sounds as if you guys are kind of the key differentiator is kind of working harder to um, attract candidates, which is something that I think all, you know, recruitment uh, agencies are going to have to be doing now because it is, you know, it is so much more difficult to kind of uh, attract the right people. Um, it's a marketing exercise, recruitment. Yeah. Really, with the way things are at the moment, it's recruitment's a marketing exercise. How do we get your business to stand out? You know, if you're a good candidate, in the market at the moment or not not necessarily if you're a good person yeah uh, who's got good skills you are being approached about multiple vacancies but the vast majority of those va um, the vast majority of those approaches look the same and they're very boring because it's a recruitment agency sending out um a nondescript job description without a company name on because they don't want their competitors to know who it is so it says we're working with this fantastic business they all say the same thing you know they're growing they're dynamic blah 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 here's a boring job description which is attached because I couldn't get hold of you on the phone. That's what happens most of the time. So but what we're doing yeah. is saying, here's this wonderful business and here's a conversation. Um, come and talk to me about it, you know, and, it, and it's yeah. got your name on it, it's got your face on it. So our open rate on, on LinkedIn Recruiter, which is probably our biggest tool, um, you know, most people in the UK, most professional people are, are on LinkedIn, we use it a lot. Our open rate is double um, what the typical recruitment consultancy is. Uh, I yeah. really think we, could, we we're going to move that further, but it, it it's just saying we've we, well, the proof's in the pudding on that. So 
I suppose yeah. uh, the last part there. So you've got the 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 video that we would do with the candidates. That then is presented to the client in a in a in a portal. So you've got a password protected portal. When you click into that, you've got the you've got the the, the people sat there in the sh in the shortlist. You click on 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 the name, the video, and the CV pop up at the same time, and the video starts playing. So you've got the CV to go through there. Um, and that the beauty of that is that the busy clients, you know, they're they're busy busy business leaders. They might look at that on the train. They might look at that at, on home at home on the sofa or at the desk at work. Um, it's just really convenient. I know when I use the portal when I'm looking at the work that we've done uh, as a bit of a quality control measure. Is you do you're doing the dishes. You press the video, you know, and you, yeah, you get you get a feel. That the beauty of that that couple of minutes is that you get to understand, um, you know, communication skills, presentation skills, passion. Um, presentation there's so many reasons why people can can get a really good gauge on whether someone's right for the business in those first few minutes yeah from that from that initial video and i, I think that brings us quite nicely john on to um the benefit the, the, the benefits of, of this video first approach and one of the things i was kind of thinking about is um obviously in doing things remotely over video it it, it sort of potentially widens the geographical area that you can draw talent from. And, you know, if you're in, if you're in London, you don't necessarily just have to um, be looking at people who can uh, travel to the place where the recruitment process is happening or the office of the, of the business that's, that's got the vacancy, you know, they can be um, looking at talent from right across the UK. And I think that's something that, um, organizations are more open to than ever because of this you know realization that working from home works uh, and, and you know so i guess in terms of one of the benefits from from you guys is it that ability to facilitate those conversations with candidates from a much sort of uh wider area than might previously yeah, have been possible I, well there's 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 plenty of reasons why we believe that the video approach is beneficial um obviously there's the question of whether or not the business is ready to have somebody or they already have a hybrid kind of model if they do then it's obviously it it, it makes our our process very easy for them to you know you're, you're not dragging people um the length of the country for a first stage interview you know our our one of the things that i think we under talk about is the candidates experience here you know if they've if in a the the type of business the type of industry the type of in the type of business that i came up in if you like as a recruiter it was more 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 so if you had a vacancy and you had two people booked in on an interview it's like let's get five in and that makes sense but you've got four people at least who will be disappointed there four people who've traveled unnecessarily um they've booked holiday they've painstakingly got ready for an interview um and it, it, the four of them have wasted their time so yeah. what if a business is ready for hybrid, what you can be doing is 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 effectively doing the first stage remotely. That first bit, because they will actually, John, can you ask them these couple of questions and make the video a little bit longer? They can if we, if we want to do that. So 10, 15 minutes where they can have it as a proper first interview. And then they're only bringing people onto site that they feel really confident are, are going are gonna to fit. And that we're finding that our conversion rate of interviews most most customers only set up one or two one or two interviews on a vacancy 
um, because they feel like they've got a bit of a feel for the shortlist. They've got a bit of a feel for the market. And I think we, we really like the look of this person. We want to, we want to bring that person in. Um, yeah. But there's, you know, there's the fact that the candidate is sat there doing it. I see as a benefit because how much, you know, if, if there's business owners out there that, that are listening to this, how many times has somebody not shown up for an interview? You know, and that, that's a, that's a problem in, in our industry. It's, and it's, painful um we get people not show up for our video interviews that's the bit where they drop out that's the bit where if we'd have sent the cv they probably would have got requested and then then they drop out on the client the fact that they've yeah. taken the time they've watched the video they're engaged in it they've turned up to do the video meeting that's a big kind of sorting the wheat from the chaff process um and what happens with that video process as well is they they get excited it's fun you know, yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's one of our core values. You know, we've got three values and keep keeping it fun is is really important to us because recruitment can be a bit of a painstaking process and we want we want the process to be memorable. Yeah. And uh, our business isn't for everybody. You know, I, I think if you want a really straight lace and um, traditional corporate, co- corporate yeah. kind of feel, it's probably not the one for us. Well, we want we want we want personality, we want energy, we want excitement and enthusiasm coming through and we want it to be memorable because as i say we're, we're talking about the employer brand the start of your employer brand journey should be memorable the candidates should be thinking this is fun I, i'm enjoying this i've I, I like the look of this business i'm engaged it's modern it's interesting and, and so should our clients they pay a lot of money you know i think yeah. it's often it's often through gritted teeth when people work with recruitment businesses but i think that the client should go actually this is quite fun and we've got a digital job description that we want to share around our business because um it's got my face on it and i'm really pleased with how it's turned out you know um yeah i think injecting yeah. that little bit of um sort of lightheartedness into into the the uh, recruitment process john because you know these it, it's obviously going to be super nerve-wracking for the uh the candidate who is applying for the job you know like job interviews just are like a pretty scary a pretty scary thing to do but like also the employer or um like the hr uh, person who's who's, who's conduct it's you know it can be quite nerve-wracking for them as well absolutely you're speaking to a lot of people who you, you might be unfamiliar with or there might be someone you really want and you know you like you say you need to make sure that you make a good impression and yeah i think just kind of like injecting a little bit of light-heartedness into that process through video can can only be a good thing yeah it's it makes businesses more human and i think yeah. that yeah you know through the pandemic that's become even more important i think people are really drawn towards honest uh, underproduced content and yeah you know as opposed to highly highly um produced professional content which doesn't necessarily fill you with confidence it's real um and i think that you know it, we don't you don't need to be a perfect communicator to, to be effective on video because you just be yourself and 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 that's what someone hope is hoping both both with the candidate and the client that people are drawn to that so keeping it fun keeping it relaxed that's our style you know say people might do things slightly different but for us we say that be yourself don't rehearse just come just come and talk and 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 it'll be fine yeah. and enjoy it so yeah yeah I, I mean i think you know given it's 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 really strange uh john i mean i i um grew up kind of like post 2008 where the labor market there was it was so so difficult to get a job and there was so much competition for uh 
for, 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 for jobs, you know, and, and, and companies could basically, um, you know, they had like 50 or a hundred people applying for every, every job and they could take their pick. That's and right. it's just so interesting that that is like in such a short space of time, it was only yeah. 18 months ago that everyone thought they were going to be losing their jobs and, 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 and having all of this unemployment. Yeah. It's just so interesting how that's yeah. flipped now. And, 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 yeah, how do you sort of think about that? Yeah, it, it, I've seen. So I'm I'm 34. But I started recruitment in 2010, and that was when, post 2008, the I was working in manufacturing recruitment. Then the industry was getting back on its knees, and it was shooting fish in a barrel for in terms of recruitment. If you had a vacancy, stick an advert out. 50 people would apply. 20 of them would be really good. Um, find yeah. the best ones, send them over. Next, next, next. It was just bang 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 and and it and it kind of it never really stopped doing that so it, it you know those people got placed those people got placed those people got placed and the pressure has been building for a long time around that don't ask me how we are where we are because i can't i won't even try and comment on where we are but i know for a fact that there is a shortage of talent um yeah. i don't know I, I can't tell you the 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 mechanisms behind how that's happened but every you know even though we 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 kind of closed um, during the summer of uh, 2020, some of my clients, some of them were man, a lot of them were manufacturing business. They were still recruiting. So, but yeah, there has there is unbelievable pressure on trying to find good talent. Everyone's got the same problem, um, and what yeah. we're trying to do is really get our customers to, um, you know, help them through a process which makes them um, be able to find their voice, be able to bring people people to their door um yeah has it made your job harder john or has it has it has it almost reinforced a lot of those values that you had initially where it was you know working as hard as possible to make the business look attractive to the candidate you know or mm. obviously obviously it's going to be more difficult when there's like uh you know less talent around but yeah, how are you feeling about that? Do you feel like it's kind of reinforced a lot of the things that you guys were doing anyway? Absolutely. It absolutely has. It. People were struggling to find talent before. That's It's just getting tougher and tougher. And I think that, yeah, we really, we really value collaboration as a business internally with with our suppliers, our partners, and with our customers. So it's it's a team effort to make sure that we get the result. And I think that, talking about kind of finding the right recruitment partner i think businesses are more and more aware of that they're not just driving price um, if you drive price and recruitment you know and get people working at eight ten twelve percent or whatever there isn't any ownership no one yeah. no one's really engaged in getting the job done um but when you've got a recruitment partner that you trust a recruitment partner that you like a and a recruitment process that you enjoy and see the value in then you're both really working together to think well, how do we how do we make it better how do we um you know how do how do we get more um how can we how can we create better more engaging content how can we make our business more attractive what more attractive. things can we yeah exactly it, it is you know um it, it is an it is a, a situation where people have got to think if i wasn't employed by this business if i didn't know this business right now would i be attracted to it you know, mm. what, and what specifically would it be? And if you know the answer to that, talk about it. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I wanted to come on to, John, was was advice. Um, and I think working together 
um, to put the best possible offer forward to um, candidates is probably one bit, one bit of advice and, and, and obviously to find the right recruitment uh, partner as well. But yeah, with it, you know, say say it's a business that's maybe a manufacturing business if if you've been working with with a few of those or or any business really who's struggling to find uh, talent i mean you know it's, you don't it's like pretty much every sector i think is is having the same issue at the moment you know what what are the bits of advice would you kind of give to them yeah and i suppose there there could be lots of little pieces and what i'm always kind of keen to do is 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 not talk about the expensive ones not talking about completely revamping your whole benefits package um, but that is certainly something you could look at because it's not just salaries that people are after if you you know it's not about just paying more and more and more money it's about it's about offering something to someone that they can get excited about i think that's something that people should be working a little bit more about we're talking about vision values etc it doesn't have to be um we haven't quite finished our, our mission vision uh, our missions uh, we haven't quite finished our mission statement we can't quite get it right and that frustrates the hell out of me but the fact is that we're trying on it um and i think yeah. that those kinds of things they we're talking about now particularly the younger generation they want to know why they should work for you not just what they'll get but why yeah. what, are you, what are you doing what do you care about you know that you know we're talking about COP26 has just happened more now than ever. There is, there is the people factor here. There's people out on the streets talking about climate change, talking about climate action. You know, I'm not saying that every business now needs to be um, a sustainable business. Or, sorry, I am saying that every business should be sustainable, but it yeah. doesn't mean you have to be an environmentalist. It means that you should be thinking about what you offer to your customers, your what you offer to your candidates or your employers. God, I can't get my words out. You should be thinking about <laughs> what you offer to your employees that, that goes beyond that. Do you offer a, a, an inclusive environment? Do you offer um, a clear kind of vision of where you're going? Um, yeah. Are you realistic? Is what you're looking for out there? Yeah. You know, and I think maybe a, a good recruitment partner can help on that. Is what you're after? Um, reasonable um are yeah. you willing to be flexible in this market i think well if i if i can't get that could we look at it a different way um yeah some of the some of the other things you know i think i'm obviously biased and think that video is a fantastic way to grow awareness around your business we're talking to customers that we've got now about how we kind of transition them to a place where they don't need us anymore that's kind of the next step for us and I'm, I'm kind of talking off script a little bit here because we haven't yet bolted it down how that will work. But, you know, everybody's talking about improving their employer brand. Well, they should yeah. be if they're not. Um, a lot of businesses talking about that. And, and you know, candidates over here that are thinking about their personal brand. Um, yeah. I think that you don't need to spend a lot of money to improve your employer brand. You know, everyone's got one of these. Yeah. Everyone's got a smartphone. The camera on on the new iphone 13 um, i have no affiliation with, with apple um <laughs> it is exceptional you know and it's can can you engage your people to start posting on linkedin you know yeah. can you with, with with some simple thing there it's, it's not just about spending loads of money on a recruitment business it's not just about advertising it's not 
um, just about benefits. It's about making marginal gains on all of those all at the same time. And I think one of those things where you've got a business with 50 people and no one posts on LinkedIn. Yeah. Some, some business owners might be put off by my point on that, but it makes people a little bit skeptical. That's what we are finding when we speak to candidates. They think, why, why is no one talking about the business? Is there something to hide? You know? Yeah. You don't want to put stuff in people's hands and say, well, can you, can you, can you read this script? And they turn and say, I love this business uh, because yeah. of A, B and C. Um, but can, you know, could, can you, can you encourage your, um, if those people enjoy that business, can you encourage them to start talking about it and, and, give give that person give that business a voice so that it's that kind of you know you work in the marketing sphere it's that those points of contact you know, point those, those points of contact where someone can go actually oh, i've heard of that business i saw someone else talking positively about it who didn't seem like they had a gun to their head um so yeah, I yeah. Think, but obviously the other option is just to come and work with us i suppose i'd be, be remiss of course to say of that. course yeah obviously <laughs> of course. No, I, I think so many interesting things there, John. You know, um, the, the 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 statistics on employees uh, only being willing to work with to work for, sorry, a company that is aligned with their values. I mean, that is it feels anyway like quite a recent uh, development. That, but you know, the the the, st- the statistics around. Uh, sustainability and how that's became such a high priority. And yeah, I think kind of companies thinking more about their values and and their vision and, and, and what they put out in the marketplace in terms of their brand is, is, is probably a a really, a really good starting point. And then I I like what you say as well around using the employees that you currently have uh, affect more effectively in terms of marketing your business so that they're also advocates for your business. Cause I, I guess as well, if you're trying to recruit a new candidate yeah, obviously they're going to look at the uh, advert and they're going to look at the job description and everything else. But really, if they want to know what it's like to work there, they're going to want to speak to somebody else who Absolutely. who currently works there or has worked there. So it's 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 it, I think it's kind of joining all of those things together, isn't it, John? I think yeah. I think we spoke at the beginning of the conversation around you know share. It was called sort of shareholder supremacy, where you're only interested in stock price. I think more and more businesses are focusing on a on a triple bottom line people planet profit including ourselves we've just started our b corp journey um yeah i I am trying to make the business as sustainable as i possibly can and i'm coming as a complete amateur um in that space i suppose um but engaging our staff on that journey you know i think yeah as as you rightly say there is more focus there is more um there is more appetite for businesses who put sustainability at the core of what they do and as mark carney said businesses who don't put sustainability at the core of what they do will go bankrupt and i think on the flip side of that it's sustainability is the opportunity of, of of our generation you know it's i think that if we can it's probably a bit of an advice part of that previous question is that if if you are a business that wants to do right that by by your people and the planet it shouldn't be a cost exercise i think well it's going to cost us x to do these things because it all will feed back into the business as an investment in my opinion if you get it right 
because we're talking about retention and, and recruitment has been two of the biggest challenges for businesses always and two of the biggest costs for a business. If by being a more sustainable business and having it communicated and it being clear helped you to recruit and retain staff, if you'd run the maths on that, I think most businesses would probably be quids in. Yeah. Um, and, and not only have you solved those issues, but if you are a business that is is more sustainable and cares about that, you're going to have people that when they are there are more productive and more happy. Their mental health will be better because you've given a person purpose. You've given a person direction. Um, and your customers are going to want to come and buy from you because they, they're going to think, well, we want to be more sustainable if they're the right customer. So we need to work with this company because as well as their great service, great product, great team, great culture, great environment, they care about the planet as well. And it, it, the same thing is extended to your supply base, if that's the case, because your suppliers will want to help. Um, and funnily enough, I believe if, if you focus on people, planet and profit, you'll make more money. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, I think that's actually a really good place for us to to end actually if you focus on people uh, what was it people 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 planet and profit yeah you'll actually make you'll actually make more money yeah i think that triple bottom line so. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you need, no, you but need everyone pro- you says need, the same you, thing you need you need profit to to make any business work and you know as part i said as part of our b corp journey you know it's b corp highly value profit as as part of their assessment because without it you, you you're stuffed but you can put those things in equal um, importance in your business. Yeah, as 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 planet and, and people and, and ESG and sustainability, I think all of those things sort of align with each other, don't they? Um, so brilliant, John. Brilliant, John. It's been fascinating speaking yeah, to it's you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, all the best and take care. Thanks very much. So a fitting way to end there with John Blackburn talking about people, planet and profit. Uh, Something that's been really common in many of the conversations I've had with businesses recently is the way in which sustainability is fast becoming a kind of business imperative. Uh, It's something that companies simply must get on board with if they're going to be successful in the future. Um, With that in mind, great to hear John say that Focaccio has started out on its B Corp journey. At Umiware also, looking to become a certified B Corporation. Uh, We're taking action to reduce our impact on the environment and look after our employees, which is obviously something we've always done and that we're really passionate about. Um, We're also doing tons of content on all aspects of sustainability over on the Umi platform, so definitely head over there and sign up uh, if you haven't already. Uh, So a couple of takeaways then from John before I let you go. The first one is that it doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot of money to make your business more attractive to prospective employees. John said, you don't have to revamp your benefits package and salary offer. Um, Of course, those things can be very useful, but more and more job seekers are wanting to know why they should come and work for your business, not just what they'll get. So I think if you can communicate your values and the issues you're passionate about and how you look after your people, you know, that'll really stand you in good stead uh, for attracting the best talent. The second point is really about looking at how you can deploy video to improve 
what's called your employer brand. This being the kind of image and reputation of your company uh, within the labor market and among job seekers. Again, you know, it doesn't have to be a super high fidelity production uh, when you're thinking about your employer brand and the different types of content that you can create. You know, even just using your smartphone to record some content for social media uh, to talk about what's been happening in your business or highlight some of the work of your employees. You know, those things can be really useful in improving that employer brand. So if you want to get in touch with John, you can find him on LinkedIn or head over to the Vocaccio website, which is www.wearevocaccio.com. So thanks very much to John for coming on the podcast and speaking to me. And thanks so much for listening as well.